Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, we are rolling. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Dum de dum de dum de dum dum de dum de da da dum de dum de dum de dum dum de diddly dum dum de diddly dum de diddly dum de diddly dum dum de dum de dum de dum dum de diddly dum. Hey, dum de dum. This is Dr. Nicola Hedlam here. I'm a third time caller in and half of the Academic Archers Organising Committee. I don't know if this is allowed, but we are very keen for Dumpty Dummers to join us at Academic Archers 2018, as you are the most knowledgeable and rudest corner of the Archers fandom. <laughs> yes, we are. And we would rather have real fans <laughs> with us at the British Library on the 17th of February. So if you sign up on Eventbrite with the code Dumpty Dum, or lowercase, or one word, there's a 15% discount in it for you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I am the little pot that is Robert Wilson. With me, I have the bucket of fermented muck that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Bridge Farm's new health range is you. This week's Dumpty Dum is from Nicola Headlam. As a reminder that it is soon to be academic archers. And if you did notice, I don't know whether you did, I left a very Linda Snell-like sniff in there, which I noted that I do too. So, Lucy, if someone wants to send us a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or think you're a hero by threatening to shop a pensioner to an overworked rural police force for selling cider, then call <laughs> us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on Speakpipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and to Derek, as always, the Lone in the Back Bedroom. Derek is gutted that darts matches are now losing their walk-on girls. That was his favourite bit. And some days it was the only way he could diddle for the middle. <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> On this week's episode, we hear views from Andrew Horn, from Miriam, from Claire Page, from Witherspoon CC, Scarlet Sparrow and Welsh Witch. But first, before the calls, let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. <laughs> Roy took Lexi up Lakey Hill. Can we see your house from here? She asked. Yes, he said. It's the one with the big George Cross outside and foreigners go home painted on the roof. Lexi got a bit upset. So Roy said, oh, all right, then you can have a baby for someone else. So she went round to Adam and Ian and had one of his homemade macaroons. The river is still full of TCP, courtesy of the Aldridge's. Jenny Darling was trying to put things right. She popped around to see Kirsty and bought her something to help her recover from having all her skin burned off. It was a fish pie. <laughs> then she annoyed Justin when she whizzed around there to apologise for kicking the door of the dower house in and squawking at him like a wet hen for selling the Aldridge's a field covered in TCP. He got cross because he'd already told her to get lost once because she was trying to he was trying to watch a film. He'd just got to the good bit too when the girl's washing machine was leaking and the plumber had arrived with no trousers on, waving his monkey wrench. <laughs> Adam's happy because he gets to use his trembly everything's really, really bad voice. But the rest of the village isn't exactly taking this contamination thing very seriously. They're organising coach parties and guided walks. Home Farm has been renamed Home Pharmacy. You can buy a T-shirt that says, I went to Home Farm and all I got was toxic runoff. And at the tea rooms, they're selling a children's meal with the strap line, Home Farm, where even the fish have fingers. 
Toby <laughs> is pottering around the village like a madman, waving ultrasound pictures around. There is no point. All ultrasound pictures of babies in the early stages look like hurricanes over the Isle of Man. It started peeing in the womb and playing with its cord, he said excitedly. Like father, like son. Nolly's brain cells clearly took a bit more of a bashing than we realised. She spent an entire afternoon with Auntie Piggy watching Christmas trees go through the chipper, cheering and giggling. Nothing odd about that. No, nothing at all. Peggy gave Nolly her necklace. I think it bought me luck, said Peggy. After all, I've had two husbands that died. I live with Auntie Cardboard. I have a snob and an alcoholic for daughters. My son-in-law's just killed all the fish in Borsetshire. My granddaughter went to prison for stabbing her husband, of whom I was a great fan. It's been a real boon. (laughs) It was Lillian's drinky poos in aid of Latif. It didn't go terribly well, truth be told, partly because it seemed to be being held in the classic FM studios. But... (laughs) At the end of the week, things took a slightly darker turn, as Brian's lawyer told him he could be spending a few months in the big house and he didn't mean gay grables. Brian (laughs) will cope very well, I think. He'll be like Noel Coward in the Italian job. Wreathed in cigar smoke, silk dressing gown, organising Stefan bumping off members of the Environment Agency and stuffing them up a culvert. But do you know who I think is behind all of this? Brian was going on about a builder asking if he could drop some oil drums in the field. It was Jason, Jason the Brummy Builder. One minute he was jovially throwing his vowels all over the place and fixing Jenny Darling's bathroom. The next, vanished. So, 20 years later, we find out the point of Jason. So at that rate, in the year 2038, Stefan will reappear, arm in arm with Daryl, both wreathed in bunting and waving the 400 quid from the Lent Fund. We Archers fans, we are not big on instant gratification, but we always get there in the end. Oh, absolutely bloody marvellous this week. I'm not even (laughs) going to pretend to not like it. (laughs) That's very sweet. You've worked your <laughs> bleeding fingers to the bone. <laughs> and you, you've, you've slotted it all in there. Crammed it in, my darling. Gosh, it has been... You know what? Some things have actually started to make sense to me now. And not just in general, but I mean, yeah. in the arches. <laughs> now the fog's clearing, things are starting to make sense. Yes. I, I will admit that I do have a, a little wee dram. A wee dram? Oh, that was tautology, wasn't it? I do have a wee dram left over from my trip to Scotland in front of me, just to lubricate me tonsils. But right. I promise I'm not going to get tiddly palm. Uh, but it's things have started to make sense to me. And i.e., you know... For the past month or so, I've been blethering on and bleating and whinging and whining and yammering about babies. Mm-hmm. And, um, and how I just didn't see any point in this. Um, in particular, the, the Toblerone. But mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's... Has anyone mentioned it in the cause? I can't remember. We, like, it took me so long setting this up because I'm a perfectionist. Um, but I've begun to see the point of this. And this is, it's, it's, it's not necessarily about the farm, is it? It's, it's about changing Toby. Yeah. And yeah. do you know what? I mean, and you know... Well, I'm it's a... all about fathers in general, isn't it, this, yeah. this week? It's yes, Brian, it Brian... Oh, yes. Sort of the, 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 him sort of, in effect having to accept you know he's been cock of the walk now he's been swaggering yeah. around hasn't he for the last couple of weeks particularly he's been unbearable in the last week actually yeah going on about the uh you know changing um changing agri what's it's because and, yeah. and, and outvoting everybody and now it's like the silverback has now had to yeah is gonna have to take a step back and adam god help us will have to step forward which is alarming but anyway mm. but i just i just I took a real shine to Toby this week. And maybe, you, you know, I'm a, a soppy old git. At the best of times, I just hide it very well. But um, I, I really I really felt for him. And I, I identified with him and just thought, good on you, mate. I mean, yeah, it's tough. And Witherspoon said, oh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to ha- sling his hook and bugger off to Brighton or whatever. And I sort of thought, oh, yeah, you could be right. But that, that's not going to happen. He's, he had a bit of a wobble, but... Christ almighty, who doesn't have a wobble? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I am Team Toby now. And you know what? I never, ever thought I'd say that. So that's, my, <laughs> that's, that's the hot 
takeaway or whatever <laughs> the phrase young people use. Oh, God, I always have to go and spoil it. And you know what? The other thing is, no matter how clever I think I'm going to be about the Archers, you always, you always see a, a, an even greater intertwining of storylines than me. Always. Well, I've had so. longer to think about it. You've done a full day of work and now you've rushed home, started faffing around with all the technological stuff. Oh, don't be nice just, to me. I just pitch up and start yakking. That's all that <laughs> happens, isn't it? You do it so well, though, my darling. <laughs> so what else? What else do we need to discuss um, about Bhopal I thought, Farm? I, th- <laughs> I think Too they far, slightly possibly. over... <laughs> I think they slightly overdid the... Um, the Nolitando and Peggy thing. I mean, it was oh, like yeah. the Waltons. I'll there miss you, bit... Gogo, and all that. And you think, you oh, will come to South Africa, out. and we're all going, no, she's going to fucking die first, obviously. Yeah, because she never said, she said, you will come to South Africa, won't you, Gogo? And she said, and she, <laughs> she said, quick, what was that out there? Oh, um, yes. She sort of said, I will miss you, or something, didn't she? So it's mm. kind of like, no, I'm hanging up my clogs. I won't be going anywhere. Yeah. And you know, I was also, I was also hoping for a, a bit of a snog between Nolitando and Freddie. Don't you think that would have happened? Yeah, they like each other, but and there was a little bit of a nervous like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether that was a trembling knee or a choking yeah. on a pill. And then Jennifer, as usual, cantered into the middle of it and ruined it. As is yeah, with like four platters of bloody cheese yeah. and chutney sandwiches. sandwiches. Do they not know how big? I think I've said this before, but how fat are the people on the arches? Because they <laughs> eat so many friggin' carbs. I mean, enough to floor half a herd of yeah. Herefords. But you know, you know that um, Jenny likes giving things to Freddie because he always says thank you so nicely, and that kind yes. of she said that before, and that kind of reaffirms her view that everything is all right, really, as long as posh people remember to say please and thank you. That's all, you know, that kind of reassures her that all is right with the world and her husband is not going to end up sharing a bunk with Fat Paul, you know, so it will all be all right. <laughs> He's probably a, a Jacob Rees-Mogg fan as well, I imagine. Oh, God, yes. Terrible. I bet she secretly quite likes Boris as well. Mm. Okay, I'm getting quite upset now. Is it time to do the? <laughs> is it time to do the caller in, or is? Oh yes. Hello, Ambridge three nine six two. Who do we have first? Um. I think it's Andrew Horn, isn't it? Yes. Go on. Hello, Andrew. Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. Um. I'm calling on Friday morning, so things may yet uh, unfold a bit more. But I'm calling about the home farm succession. And I know we've thought that the story would always start and be focused around Rory. And um, I'm sure that will ultimately be the case. But I think what might kick it off is what's going on now. Um, Adam has uh, uh, obviously not uh, re- has only just realised just how bad things are and that Brian's been pulling the wool over his eyes and Justin has had a part in uh, in bringing that to his attention. His comment that land is everyone's business is uh, rings true with his whole view of uh, improving the soil quality and not just raping the land for maximum profit, uh, taking a longer-term view. And I think he will now use this to position that Brian is out of tune with the times, um, that he should retire, and that the family should rally round his, uh, Adam's more uh, yes. um, long-term view of how to look after land management. So I think that's what, where it's going, and I hope you're all well, and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye. I don't know where it's going. One thing I do know is that whatever we think is going to happen definitely won't. <laughs> we can absolutely be sure that what seems sure is not sure that's it yes absolutely so although i would quite like, like to see brian in you know as noel coward blowing the bloody doors off or something like that no that was michael kane <laughs> wasn't it but you know what it i was. mean i do i do i do agree with andrew though Completely, I think. I think this is the, the, the yeah. This is what's going to herald the the shift from the silverback thing to um, 
It sounds like I've just completely nicked Andrew's call with what I said earlier, but I haven't heard the calls yet. So I, we're just thinking along the same lines. Nor um, have I. It, this is, it's, yeah, like, no. it's, it's like James O'Brien on LBC. People, it's, it's almost <laughs> like they're calling in now. It, we're having to think on our feet. And it doesn't yeah. work well, especially when you've got bunions <laughs> and gout. Um, I do think that uh, he's right. And the emphasis is all no, now going to be on Brian disappearing into the background. And I think what's going to happen is... If Jenny is ill, I think it's going to be something like a heart attack or she's going to have a heart problem or a stroke or something like that. And Brian is going to kind of um, have want to look, to look after, after her and sort of, um, you know, just just not not swan around anymore. He's going to have to uh, take a bit yeah. more of a backseat. And um, yeah, I agree with Andrew. I think that's absolutely Adam's Adam's suddenly sort of caught on. There's some weird... Uh, the, the thing about Adam is that you ca- he finds it quite hard to disguise... He's like the king of schadenfreude. He can't quite hide the glee in his voice that something has gone catastrophically wrong. You can hear that slight tremble of, ooh, it's really bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah. Which uh, doesn't... Mm. When it's his own father, you know, well, it's his stepfather, isn't it? It doesn't, it doesn't kind of... Uh, it's not his finest hour so I don't know what this will mean for the baby because all he's going to want to talk about is uh, Adam and all he's going to want to talk about is um, is the farm and, and, and Brian and all these inheritance wrangles and poor old Ian's going to be going but you haven't changed your mind about the baby have you and then he's just going to say I haven't got time to talk about this now I'm far too busy and important yeah it's hmm uh, I, I think uh, we're referring to uh, the, the illness, the suspected illness of of Jennifer. We, those two occasions where she sounded like she just got out of bed. Yes. When she answered the door, and she said, oh, "And I thought she had. She, I thought she'd been snoozing on the sofa, but nobody mentioned. Have you just? Nobody mentioned that she was half asleep. And no, thought, and that was the first hmm? time that she'd said when when they came back in after the big row. That was the first time she ever said. Um, uh, I think I'm going to have a lie down on the sofa. And Brian said, I'll bring you your coffee in. That's the first time she's ever... Well, A, it's the first time she hasn't made the coffee in recorded history. Yeah. And uh, B, it's the first time that she said, I am tired and I am going to d- do something that a woman like Jennifer would never do, which is just conk out on the sofa for a bit. So that we are getting lots and lots and lots of indicators there, aren't we? And the red herring, of course, was Peggy having her funny turn outside um yes well outside at the traffic lights in Fabrice Fabrice that was I was trying to think where yes. it was <laughs> Fabrizio's on Fabrice I can't remember what it is what what's that one it that is you Fabrice what's of what's that thing you spray Fabrice on the sofa Felpishan. when the dog's yeah. pissed on it exactly well that's Fabrice and that's right. how I will always imagine him <laughs> so yeah it looks like you're right. Anyway. Andrew. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's excellent. Next. Who have we got next? Miriam next, I think. Okay. Hello, Miriam from Edinburgh here. I just wanted to give us a go after the suggestion on last week's podcast. Businessman of the year. Businessman of the year. <laughs> Businessman of the year. Businessman of the year. Businessman, businessman, businessman of the year. Businessman of the year. Businessman of the year. <laughs> dead fish in the ace. yam. Dead fish in the yam. Dead... There's so many things you can do with that. Brilliant idea. Do you think Miriam. that when when Jennifer came in and said, I've made you a big plate of cheese and ham sandwiches, it was actually cheese and ham sandwiches and there were bits of like poisoned tuna in there? Oh, I hope not. Goodness me, that... Oh, I can't even think about that. Anyway, more of those, that Miriam. Is... Yes. Miriam, you've got such a lovely little voice. Yes. She sounds about seven. I'm sure she's got a gorgeous accent and a very a very cute little voice. Um, I, uh, I, I, I would imagine strongly that Brian is no longer Borsetshire Businessman of the Year. <laughs> no, he's, he's now Borsetshire's most of the wanted... Year. 
Yeah. Yes, he's just segued from one to the other very, very neatly there. Um, so, and I, yes, I can't imagine that that picture will be remaining above the mantelpiece for very much longer. Oh dear. Yes, somebody will quickly be drawing arrows on his suit and, and bars in front of his face. <laughs> he's not going to prison, though. I, I, I think I, I don't think he's no. going to prison. He'll, I think we've had too much prison, it. haven't we? Well, I have anyway. Oh gosh. Um, yes. we, yeah, because we had <laughs> Helen and. Yes. Yes. Mm. Right. Should we have a quick email, Arinara? Yeah, go for it. Or is that going to upset your 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 um? No. Your carefully honed. No. Okay. Uh, this is from CC. <laughs> I haven't um, been honing anything says... carefully today. <laughs> um, all these storylines to do with pregnancy in the past years: sperm donors, miscarriages, infertility, accidentally failed contraception, purposefully failed contraception, surrogates, will she, won't she, abortion. Makes me think that we still have a lot to go with this theme. In particular, with Pip's baby and with Adam and Ian's maybe baby, I don't think there are any disabled characters right now in the Archers, and I think that's about to change. I can see two potential storylines: one, Pip discovering that there's something wrong with her unborn baby, and then reevaluating her choice to continue. Two, there being a complication with Adam and Ian's surrogate pregnancy or birth, whether it's Lexi or not, and a baby ending up with something like cerebral palsy. Of course, option one leaves the door open for any problems to be due to the toxic leak from the Aldridge's farm and causing a generations-long feud in the village. But more importantly, I think it is time for some more diversity in the village. On an unrelated note, I have recently started watching the excellent Fresh Meat again, and now I'm convinced that Jack Whitehall's out-of-touch Toff character grows up to be Toby Fairbrother. Um, thank you for the email. Uh, there, we do have a disabled... We have... Um, uh, Bethany. Yes, but she's uh, left, Bethany Tucker. Well, mm. what happened was the editor at the time decided that that storyline wouldn't appeal to the listeners. So he decided not to uh, go ahead with it. Um, and so the Tuckers kind of tucked off. trotted off out yeah. of the village. They tucked off quite very good. Um, which is a shame. And because I think it would have been very interesting. And I know that we, there are sort of various Down syndrome actors now that are, you know, on mainstream television yeah. and everything. And, you know, it's um, something obviously that, that, you know, that the public are interested in because it's, it's part of life and you're trying to reflect things that are part of life and blah, blah, blah. Um, so possible. I don't know whether the, I completely agree that it's time uh, for a bit more diversity. I don't, know whether this is will be as a result of of babies or because i think i think if they suddenly decided to make one of the babies um have some sort of special needs situation mm. then everybody would say well why did we just why did we not keep bethany then yeah. you know so is it um, more likely to be something like that, uh, a, a disease i think it's more likely that i think it's more likely that bethany will come back later uh-huh uh, that uh, that uh, Vicky and, and Mike will come back with Bethany, um, possibly in time for secondary school or something like that. Right. Uh, I can't. I mean, we're not going to have a like as you said a Bhopal thing, are we? With it, whether somebody's like Zika you know, virus because of type the... thing. No, I think I think Ooh. if you're going to go down that road, you go down um, you go down uh, a, a congenital. Uh, chronic disease line, don't you? Um, oh gosh, now I, I, know, I had it at the tip of my tongue, but the, the one with uh, cystic fibrosis, perhaps, or something like that, right? Which you yeah. know, that's just passed on through the genes, or or Duchenne's, yeah. or something like that. That is, it yeah. is life limiting, but um, it's it's not intellectually because they've tried the intellectual uh, disability route. Um, so they probably probably try something else, I guess, because uh, mm -hmm. but none of those is passed on by by dodgy stuff in the am, is it? No, no. no. But anyway, pure conjecture, obviously. Hmm. Yes. Let's let let. Please be under no illusion that we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who have we got next? It is Claire Page. Hello, this is Claire Page, tweeting frog as is coming from her lily pad to uh, send a message. And today it's concerning this whole um, pollution storyline. Oh. I must admit that as soon as 
they found the dead fish in the am, Kirsty and Roy, my immediate thought was home farm. And that's turned out to be true. <gasps> this call was nearly going to be a rant about how arrogant, what, complacent, etc. Brian is. Oh, right. Why won't why he listen to Adam and good on Adam for investigating further? After tonight's episode, when he admitted to Jennifer in that he'd dumped some stuff on his land without knowing how pollutant it was, I wonder if his arrogance and complacency and whatnot about it, whether it's real or whether he's acting like that because of the guilt of having put that stuff there, mm. um, we'll have to wait and see. That doesn't, that doesn't make it right, and I, I despise Brian's arrogance at the best of times. It could be a very nasty fall for him from, from all the pride he's had if he does end up in prison because of this. It'll be interesting to see how the storyline continues, but it doesn't look good at the moment. And uh, with that, I shall leave you to speculate on what might happen next in this story <laughs> by the next Dumpty Dum. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Claire. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as we said, I don't think Brian's going to prison because, we, as you said, we've had too much uh, of clink, haven't we? Uh, yeah. It, and uh, what? So we we'd have um, Daryl, who's been in prison, uh, Matt, Susan, Helen, Clive Horobin. Yeah. Well, that's that's quite a high percentage. Matt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's been in prison. Although, after, if I was caught speeding on the way back from Scotland, you might have to send a, a, a cake with a file in it to me. But anyway, less said about <laughs> that, the better. Cough. <clears throat> I know loads of people that have been in prison. Oh, you live in that I London, don't you? This is yes, leafy yes, Oxford. That's true. There's no crime yes. here at all. Well, what the hell's Inspector Morse doing then? He does nothing but drive around. It's sco- lies, uh, you know. lies! I tell you, all lies. <laughs> it's made up. There is not a house in Oxford that hasn't had its back garden dug up. I know. I've watched it. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> Yes. There's probably there's probably some sort of sniper with his gun trained on your window as we speak. Oh my god, right, I'm getting under the desk now. I'm going to have to do the rest of the show from here. Oh my god. Right, no, I'm not doing it from under here because uh, the cleaner doesn't get down that far. I found I found cobwebs under there. The cleaner doesn't come in my room. There's a court injunction. I'm not allowed to anyway. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it will be. A, obviously, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. But like we said earlier, it ain't going to pan out how we think it's going to pan out. It's going to pan out some completely other way. But yeah, but we've been told, haven't we, that they dropped a massive hint last year. Well, it wasn't really a hint. They just told us that um, <laughs> it was uh, it was there was going to be a huge uh, inheritance storyline yep. thing. And that's what is that's what we've got. Um and we've got that with uh, Brian and Jenny and Adam and Rory and all the, you know, the various permutations of that. We've also got that with um, the uh, archers, the Brookfield archers, because we have Pip's baby is an archer. Yeah. It is fathered by a fair brother who was, you know, Grace Fairbrother was the first you know the fair brother archer sort of um connection was the first one to start off the archers no the yeah. second second generation wasn't it mm-hmm. um and uh you know and now she, he's already mentioned oh he's told his parents and his father became very emotional do we um because his yeah so his father is grace's no it can't be grace's son uh his father is the one that was nobbing Elizabeth, is it? Is that right? Yeah, Robin, yeah, yeah. Nobbing Robin, um, yeah. I know a man like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey's working, uh, isn't it? So... <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, I don't, so the whole thing is about inheritance. It's not just about the what's happening at home farm. Uh, and you know this the, the contamination storyline affecting the inheritance. It's all about all about it because it's the Brookfield lot are going to be um, roped into it. Um, there's uh, there's even inheritance storylines. You know, it, 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 the whole of the arches is basically it's just 
it is just a huge family network of inheritance and and um, progeny and either yeah and and, and either material rivalry. gifts being handed on or actual attributes being handed on it's you know the whole yeah it's what the it's what the entire show is about um and any and and they just have to make up a variety of hooks to kind of bring it to the fore all the time and brian poisoning the entire river he's one of the hooks <laughs> what the hell is that stuff you're a you're a, is it called tpe TC, or something tce well it's an industrial TC. degreaser why would i know about industrial ah. degreaser I haven't, I, I haven't know. greased anyone's nipples in quite a long time. It's because your cleaning lady doesn't get into your room, so you, you probably have to use some form of industrial de- degreaser on your sheets. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but what, so, why would a builder? Because he said it was a builder or something. Uh, yeah, d- but he, he's talking out of his uh, his uh, back passage, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. Industrial degreaser would be would be engineering works, wouldn't it? It would be a motor mechanic, mm-hmm. yeah, or yeah. something like that. I, TC. I didn't yeah. look TCE up. We at work we use catering degreasers, but they're, generally they're fairly safe. They're, you know, they're not really right. Most of the stuff you yeah. use in 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 a food prep area is is going to be fairly safe. Most. Hmm. I don't know. I, um, I think I thought I should have done some research. Perhaps we should have done some research there. But anyway, <laughs> nonsense. Why break the habits of a lifetime? Let's Quite. just guess. Um, <laughs> uh, can I read Scarlet Sparrow's email now? Go on. Why not? She says, "Jenny, darling, are they about to kill her off?" Breathless, <gasps> cramming piggy into her probably spacious car, a seeming inability to take anything in, despite being intelligent woman. Oh, she's always been like that, though. And now a funny turn in the yard. However, the turn could have been a reaction to the extraordinary prospect of Brian taking on a domestic task by making her a cup of coffee. Exactly. (laughs) Alternatively, has she been skinny dipping in the am while carrying out pagan rites? I have always wondered where Kate gets her new age age ideas from. I'm a little concerned Piggy will outlive her. Piggy will outlive everybody. Me included. Piggy will outlive baby Jack. Yes. She'll still be there at the age of 742, ranting on about immigration and manners. Um, yes. Uh, I don't, well, yes. I mean, do, would they kill? I mean, Jennifer's a, Jennifer's, Jennifer's practically, she's like the bull. I can't really imagine the archers without Jennifer in it. Yeah, she's what, 60 odd, late 60s maybe? She's younger no, than... she's 70 now. Is she 70 She's now? 70 because she had her... Yeah, because she had her, her big birthday, didn't she? So she's o- older than Lillian. Mm. Okay. I think so, yeah. Brian had his, what, 71st or 72nd in the last few months, didn't he? Uh, but yeah, so yeah. she's around 70. Which... No, they're not going to kill off Jennifer. I think there might be a health scare, as we, uh, we've discussed, but... Um, mm. She is. She is. She's going to be with us for quite some time. Mm. Very much like. And it was, it's. It's. It's too interesting anyway to get rid of her. Because wondering whose side she'll take with the whole Rory thing and Brian and Adam and she'll just go steadily round the bend, won't she? Trying to appease everybody and end up just making it so much worse, like she always does. Yeah, she'll. She'll have to have a new kitchen or something to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's our next caller in the row? It's Witherspoon. Greetings, Lucy, Robert, Yoko Bear, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. First, sending some hugs to Yoko. We'll miss your dulcet growls on the social media roundup. Today, I'm shining my analytic light back on Toby. When Royfield mused in support of Toby growing up, I nodded my head in agreement. Yes, we don't want our characters to remain exactly the same, especially in Toby's case. Remember when we first met him, he was frolicking with Kate in the Aldridge pool filled with orange water? Well, that reminds me, is (laughs) B-cubed and the Queen D of Denial still going to have a pool in a year's time but i digress so toby has done some growing up and the talk with his older mirror image kenton was helpful but i didn't like kenton once again throwing brother david under the bus kenton you will keep doing this until you are on your deathbed but i digress so awakened from his poor me's with a burst of energy toby 
opened up to fatherhood as if he were the first to discover this undiscovered country and would become the world's foremost expert on early <laughs> development. This is what Toby needs to work on. He's either the best at something or he's the best at being the worst at something, which causes him to run. So on the day of the visit for the scan, his doubt crept back in and he retreated to the poor me's. Toby, you are not the first person to be surprised and feel unprepared to have a first child. You are not the world's first single dad who has a messy relationship with your ex-girlfriend and her family. And you're not the first dad to struggle with making ends meet. As my mother was fond of saying, when your dad and I were young, we didn't have a pot to piss in. Yes, that's how she talks. But I digress. <laughs> so, Toby, you have to learn to live life more in the middle, to take the good and the bad with equanimity. Then you will have made progress in becoming a man. Talk to you all soon. Bye. Can't help feeling he was talking to me then. Fucking hell. Anyway, thank <laughs> you, Witherspoon. After what I said earlier as well. Actually, it does quite ring yeah. true. Oh, God. That's why I love the Archers, and that's why I love this show. He's absolutely right, obviously. Because you get lectured by everybody, don't you? Poor Yes. Bart. Oh, poor me. No, I don't feel sorry yeah. for myself. Well, Royfield had everybody in tears last week. I know. I was, I was, I was tucked up in bed in a Highland hotel, listening to you two. And uh, are you adjusting your microphone there? Well, were we in the next room or something? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had to bang on the wall until you stopped. <laughs> the plaster came off. <laughs> With the plaster on the wall, not the plaster on your. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had a. A wobbly bottom lip. I didn't know anything about yeah. that. Anything yeah. about that. But that's that's what's great about this show and podcasts in general is that yes. it's yeah, especially because most people listen with their earbuds. So you're inside yeah. someone's head. You're right in the middle of their head, yeah. and it's so intimate. Um, mm. And the problem with that is, and we're chatting now, and we could just be chatting on the phone. So sometimes you let something. A little too yeah. near the knuckle slip out, and yeah. that's when the D notices have to go out. the The super injunctions. <laughs> I, I know a couple of those super injunctions, but I'm not going to mention them because we want to be on air next week, don't we? So do I. Tell me afterwards who you know, and I'll tell you who I know. <laughs> okay. Get this, <laughs> uh, and for all Patreon listeners, <laughs> you'll, you'll be able to pick that up later. <laughs> Online. Um, what did you think of the chat between um, Bert and Toby? Oh, I loved that, actually. That was really touching. Mm. It, it, uh, and a lot mm. of people were saying, oh, well, that, the, the tumble tussock uh, uh, conversation between, between, uh, between Joe and um, uh, Jimus. Thank you. You could, see, you could tell I was struggling there to remember what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> um, and a lot of people say, oh, and I think you, maybe you said you like that. I can't, someone, someone online said they liked that. And I thought, well, yeah, yeah, it was. But, 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 but the Bert and Toby conversation was revealing about them both. Uh, yeah. It yeah. Was really touching. Yeah. It wasn't me because I thought that the that the Jimmis and, and Joe chat was absolutely ludicrous. Yes, I thought that was um, ridiculous but, too. Uh, He's bloody bribing yeah. bribing him. Joe should I be know, going. Joe should be going to yeah. Harrison. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. They, actually, they probably just need to float a Hulk, a prison Hulk, up the the am and just chuck the whole fucking lot of them. <laughs> Put everybody in it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really nice um, insight into Bert because he can exactly. get a bit one-dimensional yeah. can't he because he's you know him and his bloody poetry and his marrows and you know all that but the idea that he's got this little you know well not it's not a romantic what is it it's just a very sentimental he's not perfect he's not this no. yeah he's not perfect and he's not this he's not always you kind of imagine people of Bert's age to it's very difficult to imagine them as young men as young when yeah. they inhabit oldness age so well because he does he's such yeah. a sort of a village elder mm. um and it's difficult to imagine them as uh, anything other than that and a little bit flighty or a little bit indecisive or whatever and i thought that was really really sweet and i loved the i loved toby frantically digging over the garden because he didn't know what else to do yeah <laughs> so i have a, a friend who every time she's in some sort of dilemma 
she goes out and and prunes things in the garden oh my god and at the moment she's going through (laughs) her husband's just been made redundant so she's going through something of a and i said to her i'm gonna i'm envisaging you sort of in a a huge garden full of bonsai trees because you've absolutely hacked every there's nothing left you know the hedge is two inches off the ground well a rose i'm going out to get my cicatars i think bloody hell a rose bushes will be marvelous maybe she should grow uh, um what's that one that that grows forever and you can just cut it right down does it begin with a b i don't know oh god i'm useless at... i don't know that's definitely what she needs though but is it when you have that kind of i don't know because he was talking absolute gibberish wasn't he when he was going it was the, the blood the noise i mean the, the noise blood. of the blood wishing around yeah. is is disconcerting it really is yeah. um and you think oh god it's it's it shouldn't be it sounds because you're used to your own heart the beat of that and how slow it is and then it's slightly disconcerting when you hear because it sounds like the baby's struggling but they're little and, and the heart's you, quicker like a little mouse yeah yeah and you but you, your instinct is oh my god it's it's in trouble already you know it, i have it must do something i you you already you could feel that kind of anxiety kicking in and that's sort of i think what he felt so he just rushed rushed around and double digged the garden yeah double and dug. i think I don't know what the what the passport i don't know double dug yeah double dug I think anyway, so, but but also I thought the interesting interesting thing was that he was almost treating the pregnancy like the geese, like scruff gin, as it was a process, and it was something that he needed to learn everything about, yeah, uh, the ins and yeah. outs, the technicalities of it, yeah, and it was the rushing of the blood that said, and he said himself, this is actually a person, not not a thing, yeah, and it will be a person, yeah, and and, yeah. and Ruth sort of. Sort of intimated that to him and so did Bert as well and then yeah so he's come to a realisation I am looking forward to really liking Toby because what he's he's in his late late 20s yeah I think he's going to I think he's going to come good because lots of people Mm. say oh people don't change and you think that's absolutely ridiculous if people didn't change I'd still be shitting in my own nappies like I was last Mm. week you are though aren't you yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm shitting in other people's nappies it's much more fun (laughs) I go around Sainsbury's, open packets of Pampers, and, and, and have a good old dump. <laughs> Did I actually say that? No, all right, because it's been well, edited that's out. That's all right. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to read Welsh Witch now. Okay, doke. She said, mm. "All the focus at the moment seems to be on what if the baby, blah blah blah. But what if a situation arose that was a case of Lexi's life versus the baby's? <gasps> da da da! Or is that too Eastenderish?" She said, "That is completely Eastenderish, Welsh witch, and therefore highly likely <laughs> to happen." Um, ooh, I don't know. I mean. I don't want Roy to be right, God help us. I don't want him to go, oh, well, what if something happens to you, Lexi, blah, blah, blah. I um, think, a few people have said on, on the Twitters that um, Roy's going to get her up the clangor before Adam and Ian can yeah. manage to uh, yeah. knock one out in a in a miniature yeah. kefir pot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, it looks remarkable. Um, <laughs> and tastes similar uh, too, so I could, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Well, mine does. Anyway, no, sorry. There is, there is uh, something to be said for that because there is also the issue of Alice wanting Chris wanting Alice to get pregnant. Alice saying that she doesn't want to get pregnant. Um, I wonder if she's going to end up with a baby that she doesn't want. Uh, and that she will sort of Adam and Ian will foster it or something like that. That's what I was sort of thinking because this baby thing seems to have sort of surfaced now with Alice. Um, but I did what because the, but they 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 said last week it was sort of towards the end of the week where they said oh no we've we found an egg donor already yeah. so this is all going to happen very quickly isn't it yeah so Roy had better get a wiggle on if he's going to get her up the clanger he'd better get cracking now because uh, otherwise she will be hosting someone else's child it only takes i've got to choose my timing very carefully here it only takes an hour and a half doesn't it (laughs) because you've got got, got to go to tesco to buy oh no you don't need condoms (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> it takes that long to drink a bottle of wine. Actually, it doesn't with me, does it? All right, it only takes 30 seconds. And 15 of that is struggling with, with my belt. Yeah, and your degreaser. <laughs> um, there's a little, this is a, a, a sad one, but I did think it was very sweet. It was uh, just a tweet that I noticed mm-hmm. uh, this week from Tracy Hendry Lewis, yeah. who said, I don't, and she posted a picture of her with her mum. Oh, yeah. And she said, I don't normally share, but this is my little mum, Lily. She oh. said she's 83 and has last stage Alzheimer's. Uh, she didn't recognise Tracy on Christmas Day, but she said she remembers little now except The Archers, hmm. which she's listened to from the start. And she started Tracy listening when Tracy was two and she still listens now. And I just wondered, I just was fascinated by the idea of this imaginary world being more real to this old lady than the real world now. And that she can remember things about The Archers and she doesn't know her own daughter. It's just astonishing. It is. It's and um, and that's. Um, it seems sad, but there's also, oddly, it's really comforting, isn't it? Don't you think that at least at least yeah. her mum has that something, something stays. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a poignant, anyway. poignant silence. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Mm. On that. Shall I ruin it all by doing tweets of the week now? Well, oh no, are we going to have, uh, what are we going to have uh, now? A bit adverts of first, then it's uh, Mr. Yokel Bear. Okay. Right. Stand by for an ad break. Right. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people for the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. And now let's sit back for some social with our veteran social specialist, Yokel Bear. And there's an awful lot going on on the forums and the Facebook. It's it's a gargantuan mega social media uh Roundup this week. You can edit that gap. You can edit that. You can edit that ad lib gap out, Royfield. Thingy what? Yes. Anyway, here he is. Hello, dumb to dumb. It's Joe Colbert here, calling with the social media roundup. Hello. Um, we started the week on Facebook where I said that I quite enjoyed um, Jenny Darling groveling to Justin. Um, I really did enjoy it. She was so. So groveling. Um, 
But it seems as though I was out of step with Dumpty Dummers because Kate Lyle said, didn't enjoy it at all. He's a thumping crook that um, anyone having to grovel to sets my teeth on edge. Um, And Fiona Siobhan Powell said, I didn't enjoy it. I said it once, I've said it twice. He's the ultimate baddie. The scheme that he is hatching will flood the village with misery. And in contrast, Brian, whose farming practices are so outdated that they creak, uh, will end up looking like a hero. Um, Alas, Jennifer is tedious, but Justin, well, they've let the devil in by the front door. Yes, I think he's definitely up to something, but he's always up to something, isn't he? He's always doing something underhand. Um, Nicholas uh, Nitsua also said he didn't enjoy it because she's a raging snob and he's a nasty piece of work. Um, so yes, I, I yes, I you've you've talked me round. It wasn't that enjoyable, though. Sneakily, I did enjoy it a little <laughs> bit. Um, we also <laughs> talked about um, very briefly about Silent Chris is back, so maybe Silent Kathy next, which would be marvellous. Um, Martin van der Hoevel said, I'm afraid the first thing that will emerge from the cupboard of the silence will be the freezer with an egg that was installed there by the scriptwriters waiting for Lexi to stop her will-I-won't-I ritual. Well, by the end of the week, of course, we knew that Lexi, it's, it's I will. I will be the surrogate. Um, I have incredibly mixed feelings about this. Um, I think Anya is doing a marvellous job portraying uh, Lexi. We absolutely love Lexi here at Dumpty Dum Towers. But the plot, mm, yes, jury's out somewhat. Certainly in Yokel Bear Heights here. Um, not impressed. <laughs> um, I also said that I really enjoyed the exchanges between Jim and Joe. You know, that whole thing about the tumble tussock cider and Jim would report him unless he got a, a decent deal. Um, Jean Bell said, I think they have the measure of each other and could give as good as they get. Um, I guess Jim didn't do a lot of picking and life membership of the club might just get forgotten. Uh, Joe will be thinking of a little revenge scheme, I'm sure. Yes, because Joe <laughs> Grundy does know how to hold a, um, a grudge. Um, however, our own Millie Bell said she didn't find it, she she didn't enjoy it at all because Jim was acting really out of character. And Andrea Melling said, um, I'm with Millie, Jim would never stoop to a self-serving blackmail scheme right now, he, a blackmail scheme, because mm-hmm. he's all about the ethics. Um, uh-huh. Jim... Jim would be pleased to catch Joe out and point out that he's breaking the law, but would never leverage the knowledge for his own ends. That's the sort of thing crooks like Kenton, Toby and Josh would do. Um, also as well, Martin van der Hoeven again pointed out that I was <laughs> slightly wrong. Um, Joe is 96. So, yes, well, in his 90s, you know. Also, as well, why did Toby rush out? We discussed that. You know, when he said, when he heard the heartbeat in the the scan and he rushed out saying, oh, no one told me. Um, you know, was he getting cold feet? Um, is this whole parental thing over before it started for him? Well, Lee Johnson thought he was just being squiffy about the blood, as Lee Johnson said, the big tit. Um, uh, Kevin said, "No, he was overcome the, the enormity of the new reality." And Leslie Greaves said, "I don't care as long as he doesn't rush back." And Sarah Passingham said, "He's rushed off to Brighton again." Um, but also, as well, the River Am situation—is it Justin's business, or is he just throwing his weight around because he's putting a bit of pressure on the Aldridge's, isn't he? Uh, Dan Lord said he's worried about the contamination that is going to drive down the value of the new houses he's building. Um, but Katrina Wong said they're now brothers-in-laws and business partners. With all the bad stuff between Justin and Latif, it's no surprise that Justin feels compelled to jump into his friend's businesses. Um, and Nancy Dickey said, I thought it was a bit hypocritical of Brian. He was happy enough to play the family card with Justin I, before he was buying the land. Um, and also, talking of the River Am, I firmly put my Tim Foyle hat on this week um, because there was the talk <laughs> of Adam Ian and Lexi talking about possible birth defects. What would they do if, if the, the 
child that they planned to have, there was a birth defect. And then we found out that TCE has been... I I thought it was TCP at first. I thought thought the AM had just gone antiseptic. Um, But it was TCE, which is a very, very, very dangerous chemical that can cause birth defects. So are these two... Is that conversation and this discovery linked? Are we going down that road? Glyn Fullerluff said, I think the fact that TCE could cause birth defects birth defects is a stick for Adam and others to beat Brian with rather than actually causing mm. defects um, I can see Toby confronting Brian in the bull on how his behaviour threatens his child for example uh, though we don't think Pip has gone swimming in the am um, Rachel Kennedy says Kirsty, Chris and Ed all swam in the river maybe Emma will get a deposit in compensation payments um, but Valerie Bayliss also ah. said Adam has um Always been a very committed environmentalist, so it would be the way he would act. Yes, actually, the more I think about it, that's probably, you know, where that particular anger by Adam is going and where it comes from. Um, but anyway, um, a few of you had the Tim pa- Tim for same Tim for hat on. Steph Bushing and Pompilla um, said. Um, I'm wearing the very same same tinfoil hat. I had the same thought listening last night. Um, so, you know, it's basically, we'll have to see. Peter Mabbott said, baby babies everywhere are not a plot to spare, um, which I kind of agree <laughs> with. Um, also, over on the forum, just want to mention, there's a, re- there's a post about Roy turning 40, and is this a missed opportunity because it's barely been mentioned by the scriptwriters? And also, our friends over at Arch- Archer academic um, have put a post up reminding us that the third conference is on the 17th of February at the British Library in London so head over to the forum for details now this is going to be my last um, social media roundup just for a while I'm just taking a bit of a break I've got to concentrate on some you know non-archer stuff real life stuff um, not saying the archers isn't real Boo. life, but um, yeah, I just need to take a bit of a break. I need to concentrate yes. on my day job a little bit. Um, and so I'm taking just yeah. a little bit of a break, but I'll be leaving you in the hand, capable hands of Millie Bell and um, with the spoon have been doing a marvellous job anyway. Um, but I just want to finish with one last thing. <clears throat> which is just a personal opinion this is like Jerry Springer you know Jerry Springer's thought at the end this is Yoko Bear's thought at the end <laughs> um, I think something's been lacking in Ambridge for the certainly the last five, six months I think the script writers um, have occasionally done a good job I think the plots have occasionally been good and the actors, well, they're just marvellous. I mean, especially, you know, Anya coming along to play Lexi has been marvellous. But, you know, there's so many fine, fine actors who are doing a brilliant job with the scripts they're being given. But I think the problem for me at the moment is that we get really good writing sometimes and we get really good plot sometimes. The only problem is they don't. We don't seem to get time. them together anymore. <laughs> um, we had really brilliant. I think some really brilliant writing um, about the kind of tumble tussock thing. I thought the thing with Joe and Jim was brilliant writing, but it doesn't really form part of a plot. And then we got lots of plots like the Lexi and um, and the surrogacy, where just this plot, 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 plot. But actually, the writing seems a little bit held back but anyway that's just my view i think things go in cycles in ambridge i think things will get better um but i just think at the moment just you know maybe think about if the editors maybe think about the plots think about where they're going get rid of superfluous plots and just concentrate on the characters and the writing that's what we need Anyway, that's me done. Rather long this week, but um, but as it's, I'm taking a break, I thought I might push the boat out. That's me done. Okay, I'll see you over on the Twitters. Um, I'm going to be concentrating on the Twitter account, and I will occasionally be dipping into the Facebook group. Okay, then, bye. He's bye. now a marked man, obviously. There are, there are, there are now people <laughs> setting off from the mailbox in Birmingham. On... on in electric uh, scooters to catch up with him. It, it, it's a long way yes. down to the southwest. They may have to... With people behind, we're holding coconuts. Yes. Clock, 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 clock. They have to do a few recharges to get close to him, but um, 
Mark my words. I would I would take close protection, Mr. Yokelbear, if I were you. Thank yes. you so much for yeah. today. Thank you so much for all you've done for Dumpty Dum in the last what is nigh on a year. Uh, when he, when he stood in, yes, for, yes, no, for he's worked Millie incredibly Bell. hard. Well, they oh. all do. I mean, you do. Millie Bell does. Yoko Bear does. The only one who doesn't does. is uh, anyway. Um, <clears throat> I, I wasn't going to say anyone. I was just hoping to get a reaction. But um, yeah. me, you mean? Well, you said you mean. just rocked up and blathered on, but you spent hours writing that bloody. <laughs> how long does it take you to write uh, a week in Ambridge? Generally, yeah, a monologue, uh, three hours exactly. And that doesn't surprise me. Text me three hours. But that includes listening okay. and shouting so at the radio. And... You know, I should have asked you that when we were those six Dutch women. But I had other things on my mind. Um, the six Dutch women, oh, yeah, yeah, and other things. But um, uh, so, so, what's the process? So, do you do you do you listen, stop, make a note? Jot down ideas as you go. Um, Sorry to to let light in on it, magic uh, here. I've... <laughs> I, I wasn't meaning to be oh, yeah. patronising okay. there, but um, it's just a talent I have. No, no, no. I'm I'm amused at the idea of it being <laughs> magic. Um, uh, I listen once without writing yep. anything at all, and then I listen. Uh, so I listen to the whole monologue once. I listen to the whole uh, um, mm-hmm. omnibus once. Then I listen to it. Uh, and I don't write anything down, and then I just listen like a listener. And then the second time, I listen again, and um, and I stop it every time a thought occurs to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if they keep talking, uh, the joke goes, and I can't get it down in time because I my brain's gone off with wherever which the next scene. So I have to stop it, write what I'm going to write, and then um, run it on, and then write at the end... Uh, when I've listened to the whole thing again, then I kind of find a common theme through that that's like through the whole of that okay. week, and I then weave that back in again through, to link the link the different bits up. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, it's very technical, you know. It's amazing. It, <laughs> it's me writing willy jokes, largely, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. Mm. And then I I just make up my dick jokes as I go along, but. Yours are, yours are bigger and, and better formed than mine. <laughs> uh, oh, should we do? Is it tweet to the tweet to the Bloody week hell. now? For one week, ladies and gentlemen, she's friggin' well remembered it. Do your tweet of the week, my darling. Yay! Um, uh, Andrew Davidson had Alice saying, "Sorry, Chris, I'm not ready to have kids yet." I need to have an affair and almost throw our marriage away, all without you noticing first, and maybe battle a drink problem. Hashtag the archers. Yep, that's exactly what's going to happen. Absolutely, Andrew. Um, Mr. Snodes said, I was hoping Peggy would tell Nolly about getting ripped to the tits on Benny's at the Borsetshire Young Farmers do in 1961. <laughs> Uh, Ackley Lewis said, I don't want Lexi bogged down in the surrogacy storyline. I wanted to go on a road trip with Kirsty and con bikers out of petrol money via drinking contests. Here, here. Let's not have a b- bloody baby machine. Um, Dietrich Song. I don't know which episode this was, but it made me laugh. This episode is like being wedged into a corner table at Cafe Nero, hemmed in by obsessed yummy mummies at the next and realising you've left your earbuds <laughs> at home. Yes. And... Finally, Loma Lindy is our tweet of the week who said, uh, <laughs> she was replying to someone else, I've caught up on the seepage. In a way, I'm relieved it was just from a pond and not the starting of a prostate problem. <laughs> oh dear, I cancelled the doctor's appointment just in case today. <laughs> Brian is seeping into the am. Oh, That's very, very oh disturbing. <laughs> yes. My comment there was, was just that... Uh, an update on on bruised pubis gate. I um, oh yeah, it's a little better now. Uh, I I did have a doctor's appointment today because I was in the Highlands. Um, and they they promised me one midweek, but the commute from Glencoe. You said while I'm in the Highlands, could yes, you give me trossics, please? <laughs> bruised me So um, it, it's looking a little better now. There's still no bruise, no actual bruise, oh, but it doesn't hurt as much. And um, I, I told a close personal friend 
about this. And, uh, and yes. she said, was it a DIY injury? <laughs> so essentially, she asked me if oh. it was a masturbatory injury. Flipping heck! I can't... Well, only if you were heavily into S&M, surely. Well, I mean, you know. what could you possibly be doing to yourself? <laughs> let's take this conversation offline. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. No, let's just stop the conversation completely. Okay. Anyway, on or offline. I'm blushing. <laughs> I am blushing. I'm going to get the okay. show back on the road. Now, if you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button with your pubis <laughs> on the site, or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. You can indeed. And if you do sponsor us by patreon.com, there's lots of lovely extra stuff on there, including uh, an interview with the amazing actress who plays Lexi. And also remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. You can find Royfield and Lucy at Dumpty Dum. That's at Dumpty Dum, all one word. And Lucy is at at Lucy V. Freeman. And I can be found at Naked Fingers. We got through that. That was quite good. I enjoyed that this week. (laughs) <laughs> and with that, dear listener, we bid Good. you farewell. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.